Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without alcohol. All right. Let's mix it up. You already did that, though. I say that a lot. You said, let's mix it up. Did I? Yeah, but you just... I was looking for more enthusiasm, I guess. I did like a <laughs> like a fist pump thing in the air. Let's mix it up. <laughs> I'm gonna need a little more energy Come on, from man. you today. Stop accentuating my bad mood. <laughs> Gosh. Well, be in a good mood. Be a friend. We're well, drinking. I, said, I really want to drink. It's a weekday. <laughs> We're talking about finance. Oh, weird. That's true. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're uh, starting off extra uh, awkward today. Yep. Can, so you probably won't be able to read this time either. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad one. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, editing got that. All right, we need to get to it. Yeah, Jason, we are doing episode well ninety three, but three of our Ooh. new year here, twenty twenty three. Wow. We are talking about resolutions that you can keep, right? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about creating a budget. This is the fourth, not the third. It's the fourth episode it is the fourth, of the new that year. Is, you're right. Right. All right. We talked about everybody coming up with a budget in 10 minutes or less. Yep. Uh, hopefully you've done that. We also talked about uh, kind of the next thing out of the budget, which mm-hmm. is where do I start saving? How do I start saving? What are effective ways Logistics. to save? Yeah. Some actual strategery around saving. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Let's say we've had, to, we've had a really busy year, right? You, yep. you did your first budget. Ooh, good then, job, guys. Then you saved your emergency savings yep. and above and beyond. You funded all of your sinking funds. And now, three weeks later, you're wondering, what do I do with all of this extra money when it yeah. comes to the next step, which is retirement savings? So you have to budget a little for bourbon, right? I mean, that's... Well, of course. <laughs> that, But that was a few but, weeks ago. But that's not budgeted the 15% for bourbon. rule we're talking no, about. No, 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 no. <laughs> so we're not going to dive in just yet, but we are going to be talking about that next step, yep. uh, which would be tuning up your retirement savings. And it's the beginning of the year, so we've got some new numbers to work with. Uh, yeah. So this should be informational. Yeah, they're not the in least. my brain yet. I still have to... I'm like working on downloading. No, I don't have these memorized. I think we had... To, well, it's, it was going back to Secure Act. Yes. The first Secure Act. Correct. Man, a lot has happened. A lot has happened in a few short weeks. The that COVID Eve. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's why a lot I of mean, people, I remember like that, that bill was passed and it was like it never happened. Yep. It uh, was the most bizarre I thing remember ever. <laughs> Secure Act uh, of 2019 passed and COVID hit and you know, the tax deadline was pushed back. I think mm-hmm. a lot of things were pushed back, but I was helping clients explain to some, of, unfortunately, some of their tax preparers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of the changes that had taken place. For sure. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, taxes were delayed. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Right, so let's anyway, drink. let's get into the drink. What we're drinking today, Jason, uh, I don't know why. It just sounded fun and it looks fun. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. I'm we're drinking Mexican Manhattans today. What a pretty drink. I know. Uh, I mean, Manhattans are they're cool looking drinks. This is similar to your traditional Manhattan, but with a twist. Okay. Uh, so we've got uh, in our glasses today two ounces of tequila. Tequila. Te- tequila. Did I say tequila? Tequilo? Tequilo? All right, it's tequila. <laughs> we got two ounces of tequila. We've got one ounce of sweet vermouth. And I'm going to yes. always say thanks to our attorney friend next door who turned us on to Carpano Antica sweet oh, vermouth. Yes. 
It's it's the only way to it's go. It's the staple. If you're in a pinch, you can buy the three dollar Rossi Martini Rossi. Yeah, and we just finished our first bottle of that because we had been buying this. We've gone through a lot of Carpano <laughs> Antica. Yeah, so definitely worth the extra money. But yeah, really, it's two parts, two ounces tequila, mm-hmm. one part, one ounce sweet vermouth, mm. one dash of orange bitters. I'm sure you're like a little generous on that dash. I, I'm always generous with the Angostura bitters, yeah, yeah. but not as much on the orange okay. bitters. Although, well, let's just say this. I I changed the little nozzle on this. Yeah. So it is a little bit more generous. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I like orange bitters a lot. Yeah. So. Bitters. I mean, we could get lost in the world of bitter, bitters, quite honestly. Uh, and of course, like any Manhattan, we're going to garnish that with the best of the best, the maraschino cherry. Maraschino. The Luxardo maraschino cherry. So, all right. Okay. You're chomping at the bit. Let's do this. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) That's awesome. That's interesting. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. No way. Um, It is very Manhattan-y. Oh, yeah. But you definitely know you're drinking tequila. Dude, that's great. Wow. Is this the first you've ever had one of these? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I mean, I can't believe in my creative brain that i didn't be like we didn't just like say let's put some tequila in there and stuff. yeah or, so we've we've used tequila rye, i mean a lot of the drinks like with the clear spirits mm-hmm. um you know whenever somebody or when when something calls for vodka or you know a lot of times we just replace mm. that with gin but even in some drinks that call for gin that maybe you know we've kind of overdone it we might yeah. we might put tequila in there instead wow that's good yeah, i like that I, a lot this is one like we did the. Do you remember the Gin Buck, the yeah. the mules. Yep, the mule right? series. We did the Mexican mule, yep. which I still make at home. Yeah, those are good. So I, I, it is fun to mix it up once in a while. Here's what I'm gonna say: We just use the regular silver tequila. Sure. I think because this is a drink that's traditionally, you know, a rye or yep. whiskey to make a Manhattan, a nail. Or oh, what's the what's yeah, the darker the fancier tequila basically yeah, agave like the, liquor the well the uh, you know aged in barrels I don't know I don't know I don't, I don't know the distillation yeah. process completely but I know there's different level there's darker tequila definitely yeah that, that's got more of an oaky or a, a woodsy kind that of that would be interesting I, I think in here that that might be yeah because I've had a, I've had some uh, margaritas where it's like real smoky oh yeah, yeah smoky yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I wonder if it. I don't know what kind of barrel they use when they when they age that. But this is great. You said you sh- smoky, and it made me think uh, about getting the cocktail smoker out and Ooh, playing around with. That's that. a great idea, actually. Hmm. Okay. Well, we In might have meantime, to try that. This is a very easy drink to make. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find tequila anywhere. You can find sweet vermouth anywhere. You know, you don't have to get the Carpano Antica, but you do. <laughs> and orange bitters. I mean. It's a super easy drink. Uh, you can whip this up in no time, and it's pretty enjoyable the way it is. Yeah. No, look, mine's half gone already, so that's real good. Well, it's been a fun day so far. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's move on, Jason. Let's get into our finance topic here. So again, just to kind of recap where we've been so far this year, we want to make sure that we're setting good attainable new year's resolutions and we're continuing yet again with that theme just the kind of the next logical step right so we've done our budget we've allocated some of our access to our emergency fund our dire emergency fund right yep yep and then our fully funded emergency fund and we are at the point where we've uh now i as far as order goes 
I'm not saying that you need to have all of your sinking funds fully funded before you jump into retirement savings. No, absolutely not. I mean, especially if you're talking about like company matches and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, you want to make sure you can capture that. And when free money, free money, exactly. So, and it is important. You have to kind of almost you know get multiple personalities here and say I have priorities on sinking funds, priorities Mm -hmm. around retirement, and long term savings things like you know, paying for college, things like that. Yeah. So let's, let's not, let's not make the mistake of putting a Disney vacation, right? right even right. kids college ahead of this, ahead of retirement savings. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, this is where we would diverge from some of the Dave Ramsey methodology a little mm-hmm. bit, just because I'm a, guess what? I'm a person and I understand people mm-hmm. and you know, we get, I'd we, say we exhaustion. Get like, yeah, we get fatigue yeah. and we don't always put our nose to the grindstone and in 36 months pay off all of our debt and fully fund X, Y, and Z all the while foregoing our free money company match. We've seen it. We have a lot of clients who have been on the Dave Ramsey or some kind of aggressive debt payment, you know, mm-hmm. repayment program, and then you fall off the wagon for a little bit. Yeah, and I, that is probably my biggest word of caution here is that a lot of times folks are thinking they're in the end zone, spiking the ball, you know, doing the uh, parade, mm-hmm. celebrating their Super Bowl win when they pay off their debt. And uh, the reality is, is it's kind of a new starting point. And, you know, unfortunately, in a lot of, a lot of times when the folks are really focused on that debt repayment, I see them go back into debt almost immediately. Uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say debt. I would say, um, bad habits. Where, yes. you yeah. the bad spending habits, yeah. especially you start to, I think we talked about it on a previous episode. You hit some goals, you get out of debt, you see all the extra money in the budget and you go, well, for crying out loud. Yeah. I'm going to pat I myself deserve on the back. this. Yeah. I, probably okay, the, so I'm going to buy a bottle of Calium yeah. 16. Darn it. <laughs> probably the most dangerous words in finances. I deserve this, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, um, now you do to an extent, yeah, right? Nobody deserves crap as far as I'm concerned. Oh, okay. So like, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you have to be responsible. Yes. But you, in my opinion, and I think you would agree, mm-hmm. you don't go through this start to finish without celebrating victories. Yeah, no, that celebration is different than I deserve this. <laughs> okay. So you have to change your But thinking. I do deserve that bottle of 16-year Calumet. <laughs> we have one on the shelf, man. <laughs> but I do deserve it. I deserve it. I'm worth it. Uh, and gosh darn you, it, people like me. You are worth it, but you don't deserve <laughs> I'm it. I'm smart enough. <laughs> I'm good enough. What was this? Is it Stuart Small? Yeah. What's his name? And on? doggone it, doggone people, it like people like me. me. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, you're right. But oh. I, I think the gist here is, you know, you can get really, really laser focused on one part of it and then totally forget about the retirement savings for a while right, right. giving up and, and gosh it's not as common anymore but jason i've met with folks who yeah i'm getting around i'll get around to enrolling in my 401k How, can i bring that stuff into you yeah sure we take a look I, holy crap you've got a 10 percent company match yeah that's a lot of free money you're yeah. leaving on the table exactly so, yeah and i think that's important an important note i mean nobody likes dealing with like passwords and usernames and talking to hr i mean God bless all our HR folks, but listen, the, it's just a difficult step for mm-hmm. an employee, and that's why you know the legislation now is like I was going to say it's getting easier. Yeah, yeah, they're just saying like we don't care what you want to do. We're putting some money into this four hundred one k because you're getting free money. Yeah, so. you have to actually go unenroll if right. you're going to right. uh, avoid. It. Yeah, but it, it's true because well, you know, there's a I guess I shouldn't say a company in town, but 
Uh, you know, I've, I know people that have worked for a company in town for 10 or 15 <laughs> years that, you know, never really told their employees about their retirement plan or never really prioritized it. Sure, right. Uh, and, you know, for a lot of them, you know, after working for the company for so long, they're just starting their, their 401k contributions. Yeah, that stinks. So it, like you said, the, a lot of this new legislation, the Secure Act 2.0, which we're going to be talking about throughout the year for mm-hmm. sure, especially as we get closer to tax time. Right. Um, because there have been a lot of changes. This episode is going to be more affected than some of the others by the changes. But yeah, there is some legislation to make it a little bit harder to just completely avoid your retirement savings. Correct. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. So, yeah. So let, let's say that we've gone through these steps. We've we've worked out our budget. We've mm-hmm. plugged money away into our savings account. We have our emergency savings. We've got some sinking funds socked away. And we really, really want to get aggressive. Let's, let's say you were automatically enrolled with a 3% contribution and you've got your company match. Where where are we? Sh- what are we shooting for? What's the target, Jason? When when we've got some extra money and we want to start really, really, I say, doing some damage when it comes to your retirement accounts. Yeah, I mean, the target I shoot for is fifteen percent of gross. Gross. Okay, gross. that's important. Yeah. So it's real important that you look at the gross number because again, there's so many things coming out of the uh, paycheck on a month to month basis, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty strict about not going over that. Okay. okay. I do want you to have fun. I want you to live. I want you to enjoy the Disney trip or wherever you want to go. But the 15% is the boundary that I like to see. And And that does not include the company match. Okay. Good point. Good point. I was going to say also, I I think the 15% rule does not necessarily mean just your company's retirement. Absolutely not. (laughs) This is retirement vehicles, everything that's available to us. Yeah. I mean, we subscribe to the notion of like using the company match up to its point. We love 401ks, 403bs. uh, But the reality is, is you don't have as much control, less... No uh, matter how robust the plan. Right. Less retirement or less choices from an investment perspective, less visibility potentially. So I really recommend that you put up to the match into your retirement plan. Take all the free money you can get. We've said it over and over and over again. And then we're going to max out um, things like Roth IRAs or Mm -hmm. traditional IRAs. Simples and SEPs. If you're self-employed, you got a side hustle. I mean, so many people are driving for Uber or Lyft nowadays. Right. Don't Uh, assume that just because you, you work for yourself that the, you know, the tax code is not designed to benefit you. No, in okay. fact, it and does that's something I did not have written down for this episode. However, there have been some changes with Secure 2.0 that's sure. going to make it even better for self-employed folks. Absolutely. So or, whether it's or a, people who are getting a great company match and also have more room in these other uh, you know, individual retirement accounts. For sake of sake of understanding the plans, I mean, if you want a, a SEP, you know, you're gosh, you could just sock away so much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually or a simple, which is anything but simple. Yeah. And I mean, a simple is a basically a small company 401k. 401ks come with a lot of baggage for small business owners. Record keeping fees, <clears throat> setup yep. fees. Yeah. And it's not that it's impossible, but it's just one of those things. But yeah, so 15%, ignore the match up to the company match and your company's retirement plan. The rest goes into an IRA. And then if you are still left with dollars, we go back to the company retirement plan, you know, just to clean up the 15%. Yeah. And you're getting kind of into that order of savings that we've, we've done um, a yeah, while ago, times. I guess. Yeah. But yeah. We, we, have, we have highlighted that on the program here a little bit. Uh, let's be as clear as a bell, as clear as this silver tequila bottle. Mm. I'm going to need I, a refill here because <laughs> this is real good. Pace yourself. Uh, I had a bad day. <laughs> well, it's it's good now. It so. really wasn't. I'm, um, I'm just joking. 
you know, I know we have educated listeners. We have smart people that can do math for sure. But let's just reiterate. You, your gross is $100,000. It's so easy to forget after everything comes out and mm-hmm. you get your, you know, you, you base things like you would with a budget. What what do I have left over at the end of the month to work with, right? Make sure you're basing this 15% off of growth. If you're making $100,000, you should, between your 401k and your IRA options uh, or 403b, which, whatever you have available, putting about $15,000 into retirement. That's right. the goal. That's you know we're not talking about you're starting out today and this no. is the, this is the entry point. No. But let's say you've got, you know, l- l- here's a scenario. You make $100,000, your company does a 3% match, okay? Yep. Cool. Yep. You should be putting at least $3,000 into your 401k, okay? Absolutely. So there's $6,000 going to your company retirement plan every year. Right. 3% you, you is yours, three. 3% is the company's money. Now we go to the Roth IRA. Here's where this is really important because Secure Act 2.0 has changed yep. these limits, okay? So uh, under 50 for this year, under 50 for the, you know, for us, right? We're maxing out our Roths. Uh, we get an extra $500 bump this year, Woo. okay? So $6500 can go into our Roth IRAs. So you're making $100,000, you can contribute to a Roth, right? 3% goes in, they kick in 3%. Cool. That's that's extra money. Uh, you're putting in 6500. Now you've got 9500 that you've put in. Yep. We still have 5500 to go then. We right? have work to do. Right. So yep. that's where we might throw that in back into the 401k. Almost always. That's what okay. I would do. I Let's w- say you've got a side hustle and you make, you know, you make an extra $10,000, you know, delivering pizzas, Lyft, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The the cool thing is all the options that are available. Right. You still have your 401k you can go back into. Mm-hmm. You may be able to open a simple IRA. Yeah, it just depends on your per- particular situation. But yeah, I mean, I, I would, and again, I like to keep it simple. So just go ahead and go back to that retirement plan through work, get that 401k, you know, juiced mm-hmm. all the way up. In this scenario, you got $5,500 extra to put in. So you're putting 8500 bucks on a $100,000 income in. Plus the three thousand dollars, that is a surefire way to be real wealthy when you retire. Yeah, and so depending on your your income mm-hmm. uh, and, and limits for the four hundred one k, here's where when you're a higher earner, you might run into contribution limits on your four hundred one k, but those are going up as well, Jason. Sure, so, right. Uh, this year, uh, it's gone up. Your four hundred one k contributions are up to twenty two thousand five hundred. Yes. Uh, and by the way, before I dive into that a little bit more, we should talk about the fifty and up crowd. On yeah. IRAs, you get a thousand dollar catch up. Yeah, so there's a catch up on all of there. these limits. Yeah, and that and that's a big deal. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> especially when you're looking at a 401k because this is where it gets exciting, right? In 2023, mm-hmm. 401k contribution li- limits, what you can put in is 20, uh, 22,500. That's up at 50. You can throw an extra seventy five hundred dollars. That in. is a pile of money extra. If we are, if if we're maxing out our Roth IRAs, our IRAs, mm-hmm. we're maxing out our four hundred one k contribution limits, and we're still wondering where can we put money. Yeah, this is a good problem to have. Absolutely, folks. yeah. I mean, yeah. we'd be happy to help you figure out some, and the, some strategic places to put them. The best thing about that, though, is that you know when you're at age fifty, like. You're probably in your highest income earning years. Absolutely. Kids are usually kind of moving out unless you got like seven or eight or 10 of them like I'm probably going to do. So, you know, like um, <laughs> college uh, might. Well, I don't know. No, I'm going to actually <laughs> what? 
I mean, while we're talking about the Secure Act 2.0, yeah, I mean, 529s could be a place that you stick some of the extra. This not, is not, very interesting. This just came up this yeah. week. So we, I, we look so smart. We I don't know. If, I don't know about that. It was great. I don't know if we sound or look smart, but well, we think we're smart. I mean, so I would not say that this is a primary retirement vehicle. We're, no, we're not using this with no, the no. intention, but let's say you are doing 15% mm-hmm. between your IRAs, your 401ks and things like that. And you're still looking for extra places to put money. Your sinking funds are funded. Your emergency fund is more than funded. Yep. You're looking for places to earn extra money. There's always non-qualified brokerage accounts and things like that. Absolutely. But this is, this is where I start to get into, okay, now I'm going to start to look at maybe funding my kids' college. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. And this 529. is 529. 529 right? accounts. And again, you know, we just found out legislation changed. You know, those funds might actually be able to be used for contributions to your retirement accounts, which is real fascinating. Now, I'm not going to, don't get like <laughs> everyone gets super excited. It's not as great as it sounds. But it's still a way for you to kind of like hedge your bet. Mm-hmm. You know, if little Timmy decides, you know, he's going to do under bo- underwater basket weaving mm-hmm. instead of become a physicist, you might be able to put some of that money back into your retirement account. Or let's say they go to, I, I don't know, I was going to say trade school, but that generally that counts. Uh, counts. I mean, so, yeah, yeah. Well, let's say college isn't in the future. Um, but right. you, you, so you can overfund these things with gift tax provisions, which went up to, I believe, $17,000 this yep. year. Yep. But uh, that's just y- so you, you don't can have to also, file the gift tax. Return. Yeah. You can also pre fund them years in advance. Yeah. So, um, I mean, not to get stuck in the weeds too much, it's just nice to know that, again, when you're looking through these orders of savings, you get that 15% checked. There are some a few other options where I start thinking about things like funding college, paying houses off, things like that, mm-hmm. starting a side hustle business. Who knows? I think there's a lot of options after that. Stocking so, your bar. Yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I think it's so important for us to like draw that line at 15%. Yeah. If you do it, which makes you super weird. Most <laughs> people don't do it, okay? I mean... How many clients walk through our door on a regular basis and are saving 15% and asking you where now where now where can I direct some of this retirement money right It's yeah. so rare that it's mostly you, like you actually run into the point and this is a problem that some of our clients have they right. don't see it as a problem but sometimes we're like hey spend some of this Right exactly For crying out loud you're never going to run out of money right. you you did too good jo- too good of a job of saving and in fact what some we've highlighted the good things about this legislation, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. let's be honest about Secure Act. Right. If you've done too good of a job saving for retirement, yep. you could be putting your kids, whoever is inheriting this money down the road, because you'll never spend it all. Right. You could be putting them in a real tax bind. Yeah. So if you're saving like thirty percent of your income in for for retirement, it, this isn't. I think that's where a lot of folks, you know, get confused with when we talk about retirement savings. That th- they think that we're just going to tell them to like put everything they can, you know? And now it's kind of those debt payoff folks that have that mentality where it's like, you know, they're all about like being like they get addicted laser to the, focused yeah. and they're like, what's the next goal? They're right. put, they're putting like thermometers on their wall trying to they're reach junkies. the next goals. They're yeah. Junkies. <laughs> yeah. And I want them to strike a balance. Okay. So the 15% boundary is really, really critical here. And, you know, I think, I think that's uh, giving you permission yeah. to do the other things, you know, and and that's that's when it gets kind of fun for us because what I'm finding too is the folks that save 15% or more, they start to think about, you know, how they can change, 
their communities, yeah. how they can change their kids' lives moving forward. And I think that that is, um, I think that that's really kind of a special part of what we do. But again, New Year, you're thinking about what to do. We want to make sure that you you've done a good job. You did the 10 minute budget exercise. You are starting to learn what your spending habits look like. You're maybe cutting back in areas where you're like, I really don't need, you know, 47 streaming services on a monthly basis. Um, and you're realizing that I have extra money on a month to month basis. Um, now honing in probably behavior you're already doing. It's just going to be really beneficial. And I, and I, and I'm excited to, um, you know, to share, like, listen, the 15% boundary is, it's ample. Mm-hmm. The math works. Yeah, it, quite honestly, you know, I, I've had people ask me before, what is it about 15%? And you know what, there there is a reason, I think, for that rule. There's probably a, a well, math there's reason. Math. Yeah, okay? I mean, no doubt. But I'll just say, people who are saving 15% of their gross income for retirement do not have a retirement problem. No, nope. And it's, we've seen that time and time again. So um, I think it is important, though, that that we revisit uh, this regularly with folks so they mm-hmm. know that, okay, we hit the 15%. Now, what do you want to do? Yep. I think that's really cool. So, well, and, and uh, you know, I'll go back to some of the, the things that Secure Act did to, uh, you know, we, we, w- this isn't the Secure Act episode, so I'm not going to get into all the details <laughs> on this, but they extended the- God help arm- us if we have a Secure <laughs> Act episode. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We have one coming oh, up. Oh, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it pushed back the required minimum distribution age. So most retirees go, yeah, I don't need it, so I don't have to take it out. But what you're doing is they're squeezing the distribution window from the next generation, which means they're going to get more tax revenue from those folks. Sure. Absolutely. So, the 15% guardrail is almost a, you know, hey, we... It, it's, it's a quasi-protection. It, exactly. It's yeah. to protect you from overdoing it. And yeah, it, to, to make you think about how can I, rather than pass this all on to somebody when I'm dead and gone and I don't see the impact of those funds and I might be leaving somebody with a tax problem, mm-hmm. why not see your money work for you now or right. work for a cause <laughs> that you support now or Absolutely. your kids, your grandkids, whatever that happens to be, so... Yeah. No, I mean, this is really good stuff. I think folks get confused when they get to the retirement savings part. Don't forget, guys, like most of this is behavior. Yes. Okay. So if you're like, I don't know what to do with my retirement accounts and where are the... Go in. The only thing you need to do at this point is get your contributions in order, number one, and then talk to a competent financial planner. Where would you find one of those? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the search continues. The search continues. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, review your asset allocation so you feel confident in what you're doing. Okay. And then just keep doing it. It's just so simple. Okay. So when you watch those crazy tic tac videos and they're talking about, you know, doing, you know, some kind of investment strategy that is just real complicated. I hope you said that on purpose. I did. (laughs) I did. I am officially old now. (laughs) Somebody's like, hey, let's put your 40th birthday picture in a newsletter. Ha ha ha. That would be awesome. Now everyone knows you're 40. Yeah, they don't work here anymore. If they're watching the video, yeah, they the know. Pa- the, the payroll glitch has been fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. Like like you said, it's behavioral. I think something we got... 
we got to remember, and, and this is what really all of our episodes in this new year have been about so far is setting attainable, achievable goals, being yep. realistic. Mm-hmm. And here we are. This episode is going to drop about a week after Happy Quitters Day. Remember Happy Quitters oh, Day? Oh, yeah, that's right. The day everybody gives up on their resolution. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. you're still going strong. I didn't even last two weeks for the record. So Yeah. I know. That I tried one. I'm not going to show. I was, well... I'm breaking breaking it right now. I'm breaking it right now. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, hopefully you're doing well with your resolutions. Hopefully we're helping a little. Hopefully we can help continue. So. All right. It is time to close out the tab. So thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. You're trying to make sure I can't read. Email. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's BlueJFG.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. Cheers. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless other otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.